Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 5 of We Have No Strong Feelings About Harry Potter. We are 47 minutes and 14 seconds into Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I'm Tom Walker. I'm Tom Walker and we are leaving off from 36 18, mm-hmm. uh, 36 minutes, 18 seconds into Harry Potter. Um, we started this scene, Demi, and I know it seems so long ago. This was a <laughs> prodigious amount of time. This is an 11-minute chunk for yeah, us, which yeah, is Yeah, long. yeah, that's a longish chunk. And it's mainly just because... Not all that much happened, except we do meet McGonagall for the first time, which is thrilling. Well, we the, Harry meets her for the first time. You know, we saw her turn from a cat to a person, Fuck, at least in right. shadow form. You're right. But what we saw initially was, of course, a train pulling into a humble station known as Hogsmeade. What if that first scene, McGonagall had, like, been a cat, turned into a person, and just started screaming because she was a cat that accidentally <laughs> turned into an old woman? She's what naked, you like, do? No! What you do? Where my jacket? Where is my jacket? It was a male cat too, so it's oh, scratching yeah. at its tits trying yeah. to get them off. No, 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 no. Who is this? I have a McGonagall on my lap right now, which might be like, I don't know. He did not like that first loud thing that I said. We have a beautiful He's cat. So fucking beautiful. I love you, David. So we uh, start with that. Uh, then we get, get the off second the train. form of transport, which is that they no, get no, off no, the train. No, 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 no. Sorry. Please. They get off the train. They're walking. Um. Hagrid says, hello, Ari. And uh, Ron looks up at Hagrid and goes, whoa, implying Hagen has his dick out, I guess. I don't know. Like, Ron lives in the magical world. I will say that Robbie Coltrane got off real easy on this because 80% of his lines are, hello, Ari. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, you're right. Your little fat cunt was the first take in the... In that weird house they were in. <laughs> yeah, that was actually not scripted. It was Robbie Coltrane walking in and being like, what, you got that little fatty to play the main <laughs> character? Oh, hope you enjoy getting this part in a few years, kid. Because I'll be dead soon. <laughs> uh, we get them. Uh, after that, Hagrid guides them to their actual transport to Hogwarts, which is a boat. <laughs> Each. Just a dinghy. A dinghies. Enchanted dinghies. Four students a dinghy. A flotilla of children approach 
what I can only describe as the DVD menu of this film. <laughs> it is a still image of a castle. And, and the boats s- take so long to get there that a DVD starts bouncing around the corner of their <laughs> eyelids. It disappears. Yeah. Yeah. It is like a... An enchanting scene. It's wonderful to see boats moving on their own after so long of us doing all the hard work for them. Yeah, finally boats do something for us. Yeah, when they get there, we see them climbing stairs and then we see a hand wrapping on the banister of the stairs and a zoom out reveals that that hand belongs to none other than Professor Minerva McGonagall. Mm-hmm. Who is very cool. She fucking rules. And might I say Maggie Smith rules as well. Did you ever see that one... Um, interview that she did I think it was on Greyhead Gay Man um, and she's talking about she met like a six-year-old boy in the street that like uh, was like Professor McGonagall and was incredibly excited that was just like kind of shaking yeah. and apparently the this is the quote from her <laughs> she looked him in the eyes and said pull yourself together and so, then left so good so Leaving a kid not disappointed, knowing full well he'd met the real Professor McGonagall. Oh, yeah, McGonagall. I mean, Maggie Smith has always been 60, even since she was 30. Like, she was 60 then, and, like, she's 80 now, but she's still 60. She is a variant of the big disease that speed ran her to 60 and then just left her there. Left her there. She's stuck on the game complete screen. Yeah. Uh, She meets them. She explains the the school. She, (laughs) I guess they cut the bit where she, like Hagrid, had to explain that wizard money works in a fucking stupid way. Yeah. I assume every character in this movie has to remind each other how many nuts there are to a sickle to a galleon whenever they're off screen. She explains that um, they'll be sorted into their houses, which, which include Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. <laughs> she spits in Malfoy's face. Yeah. Just the way that she says, and Slytherin, is so clearly like, which one's the evil house? And of- How will we be able to tell which ones we're not supposed to like? And of course, bad child house. <laughs> yeah, the, your trial. Naughty children tower. She exp- Evil fascist. <laughs> uh, let's call it uh, the uh, Slither Uden. Uh, <laughs> your house will be like your family. Your triumphs will earn you points. The house with the most points gets the house cup. At this point, she is interrupted by Neville, who retrieves his toad. His toad, his, Trevor. His toad, which Trevor. Which is the most toad name you could get. I love it. I love it too. I'm just I, saying it yeah, suits a toad. It's great. Neville nails the name of his toad in yeah. this film. Neville nails his toad later on. Yeah, he actually does what that chimp did with that frog. In which YouTube video? Oh, so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, top 10 funniest cringe moments. <laughs> top 10 anime deaths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's taking me beyond my limits. Ribbit. <laughs> Um, Draco, then the note I have here is Draco le- Draco reads Ron to filth. Oh, yeah. So um, McGonagall goes, she gets stuff ready. Uh, Draco comes in, basically spits in Ron's eye. Um, so it's true then. I Harry Potter quote, is attending Hogwarts. I have a quote it's written It's true here. then what they're saying on the train. Yeah. I have a quote here from Draco. Um, Some magics are yucky piggies is what he says, if I remember correctly. Yeah. he's It kind of takes Harry aside and says, hello, even in the wizarding world, there's pause. <laughs> Which um, is like, I don't know. I'm <laughs> It's not that How they're poor. Are? It's not that they're poor. It's that they're like known like they're like they're <sighs> big 
in in the war mm. back in the day, his dad was a Death Eater, and Ron's parents were, I would assume, blood traders because later on, Ron is a blood trader. Right, and blood, by blood, blood traitor, traitor, which means that they accept um, like half bloods or mud bloods and ex- gotcha. experience them or like accept them as full blooded, basically uh, magical people, which they are obviously. But I um, so I think that like it's not. It is also because they're poor, mm. definitely. But I think it's it's not. It's it's also that they're you know accepting. Okay. Um. And then we go into the Great Hall. Yep. Um, uh, there is a line here where Hermione, looking up at the ceiling, says, It's not real, you know, just enchanted. I read about it in Hogwarts, a history, which is the biggest nerd shit I've ever heard. Oh my She's God. such a nerd, she read a book about school. It's- <laughs> I read a pamphlet about school once that said, Yucky, boring. Oh, sorry, I've got to run home and read my list of numbers. <laughs> I'm ranking the numbers from one to ten. Oh, yeah, but we're starting. The field goes to a million. So I have to read each one. Anyway, um, so that's boring. Um, and they get to the sorting hat. Yeah. Hey, sorting hat in the books, it sings a song. Yeah. It sings a song and every year. Oh, God. Such a beautiful i cannot thank the producers and the director more for cutting out the song i think that might have come straight from jk herself because as the books go along there are less and less opportunities for harry to be present at the sorting hat song there are only three mm. recorded songs where harry is present in the books none in the films i would no 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 no, no blah, 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 blah. something wicked this way comes none, no sorting hat songs though. oh i see the sorting hat never sings a song yeah the sorting hat never sings a song which in, is great in the movies because they are witty and the premise is that the hat in its isolation to keep itself from being mad in yeah. the entire year where it's not being used it entertains itself by writing a song oh god and it, it, it gets like so um halfway through the year the hat contacts todrick hall to come help him write a song and make some cory yeah. for the toads to do at the bottom of the stage by the way when i went to um universal studios there was this like i don't want to just fucking go on about it but it really is magical when you go into like what is kind i would i guess is hogsmeade but also kind of the front bit of the hogswort Hogwarts Express is there and like you know it's just kind of all of Harry Potter but um, every now and then sort of like every I would say like hour or hour and a half a choir comes out and like does a thing (laughs) so there was a thing where they um, they came out (laughs) yes they came out and I think it's in um, Goblet of Fire when they're doing um, Double, double, toil and trouble. You know that song? Yeah. Um, Something wicked this way comes. And the toad ribbits. Yes. But when they got to the end of that bit, they all started rapping individually. No. And I can't remember what it was about, but it was like, yo, magic, <gasps> I love my wand. No. And they were all white kids except for just one dude. Fuck, it was incredible, babe. Like, oh. I can't. It was the one thing that I completely cackled my ass off in this place because everything else was perfect. You could eat at the three broomsticks 
and we had fish. <laughs> oh my god! But fuck. And also, by the way, mm. um, I went to like you can just you can just drink as much as you want in Universal Studios, especially really? in Hogsmeade. So like you can get like the Coronas from Filch's Emporium. I also just like I went to the bar and I was like, oh, can I get these these drinks? Um, and he was like, no, I need like if you're gonna get three drinks, I need three IDs. I was like, oh fuck, okay. Um, well, I'll just get mine. And I was like, yeah, can I get like a um a whiskey? And he was like, double. I was like, uh uh yeah, yes, I guess. Like Double though, toil trouble. <laughs> even though they won't like give you more drinks than there is IDs, they still make you a double. And also, I don't know whether you know this, but almost like ninety percent of the places in America, they free pour. Yeah, right. Like they want tips and they free pour generously. They really want you to be fucking munted in Honey Jukes. Yeah, right. Well, good to know that that carries through into the uh, books. Um, (laughs) uh, It's true. They do have a lot of underage drinking in um, the Wizarding World. It's true. Well, I mean, with Polyjuice Potion, a lot of underage potion drinking. Features in the Harry Potter franchise, Um, don't you think? Yeah, that's funny. Oh, so good to be back. (laughs) When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So the dark forest is off limits to everyone. Who does not wish to die a terrible death. And I will correct you there. The third floor corridor on the right-hand side is out of bounds for anyone who doesn't wish to die a most painful death. Ah, Which implies that Mr. Filch will be the one doing the killing. Also, (laughs) here is a fun fact. First bit of trivia. In order to understand what he believed to be caretaker Filch's lonely lifestyle, David Bradley and his cat rented an isolated Irish cottage and lived there for a month before filming began. Oh, man, you're not that important in the movie, dude. No, but he just had the money to do it, I guess. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so what We also ki- see... Oh, no, yes, go, ahead. go on. We also see Mrs. Norris for the first time, Filch's wonderful Beautiful. cat. Beautiful. Do you think that's a Maine Coon or do you think it's just like a ragdoll? 
I'm not sure, actually. I would love to know what how many cats play Miss Norris, and I would also love to know what kind of cats. So, um, oh yeah, no, uh, Mrs. Norris was played by three Maine Coon cats: Maximus, nice, got it, Maximus, Alanis, and Cornelis. To achieve the dishevelled and unkept appearance of Mrs. Norris, the felines wore a collar with matted fake fur attached to it, cool. and also had their own beautiful coat spiked up with a non-toxic hair gel. Then they added menacing red eyes as a digital effect. Oh. And then they've, again, humanehollywood.com has uh, needed to clarify, no contact lenses were used on the cats yeah. during filming. Right, because that, can you imagine, you even trying to take the eye boogers off of our cat takes a lot of like distraction. It takes and, finesse and yeah. time and investment. I cannot imagine trying to be like, no, just look up. So the names uh, of the cats again. Uh, Maximus, Alanis. I want you to know mm. that I'm happy for you. That's funny. Uh, we then have the sorting hat begin yeah. its ceremony. Yeah, what kind of alphabet puts Hermione first? Yeah, they do not go Hermione up. Granger. Again, in similarly to uh, Cutting the Sorting Hat song, they also see fit to do away with alphabetical order yeah. and go in a certain form of um, narrative importance. Yeah, but also like Susan Bones, she would have been first. Susan um, Bones gets a string, like it gets, well, yeah, it gets a gets, string hit. She gets yeah. romantic lead strings yeah. when she stands up. Yeah, it's real weird. But also, when uh, once Hermione is sorted, she sits right next to Percy, the skeevy rat cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all clapping. Every time someone gets sorted into the houses, they all clap. Like, yes, we wanted that one, which is completely untrue because if you had seen Neville's previous conduct, you'd be like, not this cunt. Yeah. Oh, you're one of... Oh, of the four people, you're us, I guess. His last name is Stretch Us. What about if the Hogwarts houses were extrovert, introvert... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> fuck. Chaotic neutral. Yeah. True and, good. Uh, gay. <laughs> That's all the Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Susan, here is the here is, here is the Harry Potter wiki's information on Susan Bones. Oh, dude. This is, in the, uh, this is deep in the article. Susan is the anglicized form of Susanna, meaning oh. lily or rose. The lily is often a symbol of purity. It is noted that Susan is most likely named after her aunt, Amelia Bones, whose middle name is Susan. Separate bullet point. Bones is the word for the skeletal form of a being. (laughs) (laughs) Many members of Susan's family are murdered or have been killed during the books, and this may be in reference to this. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if her name was Susan Fox? So what if she was like, Susan Bones? And everyone was like, she sure does. Yeah, dude. Like you wouldn't freaking believe. <laughs> There's a reason that all these empty boys are turning up on the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> hey, um, uh, Dumbledore sounds like Sam Taunton. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man, Dumbledore, I'm glad he died. The way, that, the way that this Dumbledore, who I think is only here for the first two, yeah, first two movies and then in the third movie is replaced by... New Dumbledore. New Dumbledore, insert actor name. Yep. Um, uh, and this Dumbledore has the same um, beautiful, like genuinely pleasant to listen to lisp that Sam Taunton has. Yes. That I really like. Um, the fourth ghost that appears can get it. Which is the fourth ghost? Oh, it's the one that I believe you definitely have a Wikipedia page open oh, to. Oh, the fat fryer. Oh, the fat fryer. Yes, that would be the ghost. Through the ground. Through the ground going, whoa. 
I did not see you open the page, but I was like, there is no way that Tom has not looked up this fucking ghost. Because as soon as he came on screen, I could feel the vibration of excitement in the couch that I'm sitting next to you on. Yes, absolutely. And the thing that I found is something that brings me great joy, which is to say that that actor was on a three-picture deal to portray the Fat Friar. The Fat Friar only appears in this movie. Oh, that fucking rules. So, like, he still acted and got paid and they cut him. Yep. That rules. I don't think he appeared in movies two or three. I think he was just in this movie and they were like, this character will be a hit. And then it turned out, no. Well, but they didn't give him a chance. We saw him for one second. This is the first time I've ever actually realised that he's there. Here's one thing that I'll say now that we've seen ghosts in this movie. I am just so upset that we never got Peeves. Like, Peeves in the books, I was like, I cannot wait to see this on the big screen. Yeah. And he was all of, uh, not all of it. But, like, at least for the first movie, his scenes were filmed and he was going to be played by Rick Mayle. Mm. I will say that I, on, on just the general topic of ghosts, I am glad that they wait until the children are sorted to confront them with the grisly spectre of death. True, 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 true. Mm. And then for Nearly Headless Nick, or Sir Nicholas, as he pre- prefers to be called, um, to just, like, show kids what the inside of an esophagus looks like. Holy shit, Like, man. fuck. And the sound. Yeah. The grisly yeah. ghost. Uh, I will it's say. pronounced Cleart. <laughs> I want to go back just a little bit to the sorting okay. ceremony. Tell me. At the sorting ceremony, Harry. Well, at the sorting ceremony, Harry gets a burst of pain, uh, and then thinks that it is coming from Severus. However, in the shot, you can see that it's the back of Quirrell's head facing him, oh. but not the focus of the shot. Uh, I guess that's a good detail. Also, the sorting hat says another Weasley with a tone that makes it clear that it is sick of the Weasleys fucking. Stop breeding. Stop spitting these out into the world. We've got enough fucking red boys. There is a line either in the books or in one of the other movies. No, I think it's in the books. There is some mention of Weasley's breeding like rabbits. Oh, fuck. That's monstrous. And that like made me feel a little bit ill. I'm pretty sure it's I think only that just means books. from behind. Yeah. yeah. Breeding like rabbits quietly and with their eyes to the side. <laughs> watching for predators. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the feast begins, here's a fun fact about the feast filming. All of the food you see in the Great Hall feasts is real. The director wanted a very elaborate welcome feast to match the description in the book with roast beef, ham, turkey, and all the trimmings. Unfortunately, filming under the hot stage lighting for hours at a time no. quickly made the food stink, despite the meat being changed every two days and oh. the vegetables twice a day. Oh. Every film past this one has samples of real food frozen and then moulds made of the food and then copies cast in resin. Oh, God. This is the only film where there are tiny children just sit among fast rotting meat. That's fucked. Also, I want to say, Ron tearing into two drumsticks at once. Yeah, rules. Yeah, That's so what I good. would fucking do. Oh, kidding man. Me? Absolutely. And then throwing one back through the head of Sir Nicholas. Yeah, dual wielding and then launching one with pinpoint accuracy oh, through yeah. a skull. Really like God of Warring that fucking chicken but won't return to his hand. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> uh, we then get a uh, leave of the feast. The Gryffindors are uh, marched up to their, I don't know what. Common room. Oh, yeah. It's the Gryffindor common room. And it's upstairs from the common room is where their beds will be situated. Of but they're led by Percy, the Weasley rat cunt, and uh, they walk past a bunch of different moving paintings. Uh, one is a little girl curtsying, uh, which is still, like, haunting because paintings, I know in that world they, they're not ghosts, but it's still like, oh, do you have a soul? Yeah. Because I know that, like, the whole thing about, 
like the headmaster paintings and stuff. They're like, why didn't Harry just go to like Dumbledore's headmaster painting and ask him to explain things? Yes. First of all, he couldn't. Snape was headmaster, so. Mm. And second of all, apparently the paintings are just basically copies of the personality of that person before they died. It's not like they're a ghost imprinted into a frame. But does that mean? But that it's it like, are they a separate entity? Do they have their own? Like, can they have their own personality quirks, or like, are they just like a grim spectre? Could they gain their own personalities after that person dies? Do like, turn into something else? Okay. Yeah, I don't know how the, the the entire physics of this, the transubstantiation of like personality being fixed and then developing, is yeah. truly horrific. Do you think that when the Dumbledore in the card that Harry gets with the magic frog wanders away, as uh, Ron says, "What you couldn't expect him to stick around here all day, would you?" Do you think he has like a side hustle appearing in pornographic drawings? Absolutely, he does. Are you kidding me? He wraps that long beard around someone's dingaling and hell yeah, pulls him around the apartment. <laughs> also, hey, an embarrassing thing about the Sorting Hat. It speaks out loud in the films, so everyone yeah. can just hear people say. No, he, I don't think it can. I, like, I don't think. I don't think it can. Because I like no, in, in the books. No, it definitely does. No, in the I films, know. It no, talks no, no. I know it it's talk- heard by everyone. Listen, I know it talks out loud. It's not heard by everyone. There's no way. It totally is. No, there's no. It's not. It totally is. It's not, and it's even explained in the books. I think that like no one else can hear the Sorting Hat. You can, but yeah. But you, then why but, do we hear everything that the Sorting Hat says in this? Because we are looking through the eyes of Harry, the protagonist. But this, we also hear the deliberation because behind Susan in. Bones. We hear the deliberation between Ron Weasley. Yeah, because it's important information for us. It's not everybody can't hear that. There's no way. I think they can. I think they can. I think that in the Harry Potter universe, filmic universe, the Sorting Hat speaks out loud and is very inconsiderate to people's feelings. No, absolutely not. Because if that were true, I think if the Sorting Hat said... Not Slytherin, eh? We would have gotten at least like a shot of Snape's face and a shot of Malfoy's face being like, what the fuck? What's wrong with Slytherin? Hey, man. Why? Why don't you want to join our little weird club for perverts? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, can you imagine if like when Nearly Headless Nick, like when, when she was like, Nearly Headless. How can you be nearly headless? And uh, can you imagine if he was like, <laughs> like this and brains her? Just fucking kills him and he chops her own neck with a ghost axe. Can I tell you, the way I thought you were saying is uh, like this and then just go <laughs> and just almost sucks his own dick. <laughs> but after he was killed, the peasants that killed him like added ribs to his body so he couldn't quite ah, reach it. Ah, the desecration of a corpse. Damn. Um, any other trivia on this scene? So we get to the um, Gryffindor common room and mm-hmm. we see them uh, say the password to the fat lady, which I think in uh, – so I think I think it's the third mo- – no, I think it's actually – actually it's the fourth movie. In the fourth movie, the fat lady is pr- replaced um, for – I don't know this actress's name, but she is replaced by Dawn French. Who was just like, I guess they just didn't really, I don't know, I guess they just wanted a name for it and they were like, yeah, I guess she's a front lady. They had the painting repainted. Well, I don't know. Yeah, i got to say, it would be nice to know if she had a name. I will. Her uh, Harry Potter fandom wiki is just under Fat Lady. No, that's the name of the painting. Yeah, I think she's just Fat Lady forever though. Oh no! I was talking about the actress that played the fat lady. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm I'm just referencing the yes, fact that okay. even the painting is just fat lady. I see. So yes. a wizard artist can't even set about just roaring anything without having it come alive. Yeah. It stinks. <laughs> it's a bad place. It's a bad place. Yeah. You know. 
You're just starting off. You draw something with not quite right hands. That yeah. thing is now alive, has to live its entire existence. Called wrong existence. hands. <laughs> yeah, wrong hands is walking around asking you to pick things up for I it because it can't. Yeah, it's the Hufflepuff painting. So, yeah. Well, fair enough. How do you um, – hey, um, Tom, I would love to know, um, what kind of feelings do you have about Harry Potter? Mm, me? No strong ones. Okay. That's for sure. Uh, Demi? Yeah. Kind of feelings- well, uh, what, Tom? Oh, hey, uh, just wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. What kind of feelings go, – Hey, go ahead. Thanks, man. Um, what kind of feelings – Is this the question? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of feelings do you have about Harry Potter? Not strong ones. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Bye. See you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.